So up to Daf Kuf Tesamid Beis, three lines from the bottom. We had a Machloikas, we had a Shiloh. We know that if you marry a Katana, it's a rabbinic marriage, assuming the father didn't marry her off. Then once she becomes Bar Mitzvah, it's a biblical marriage. So we had a Shiloh. Is it a biblical marriage automatically once she reaches the age of 12, or once she reaches Bas Mitzvah, it's according to Rashi, retroactively? She's always been an adult. Or no, only if you're Mekadish, if you had in mind when you had Bia, that meaning she's she's not married to you biblically, but once she becomes an adult, you live together, then living together makes it a new Kedushan. So Rav says, Rav felt that you have to have Bia, meaning she's not automatically married when she reaches age of 12, it's Tafka if you live together. Rav holds that you're only considered biblically married if they live together because it's a new Kedushan. For Itmar, meaning, and if not, meaning it's not automatically at 12. For Itmar, but the Braisa says, Kitana Shalaymi, you know, if you have a, a young girl who got married who did not perform me in Vigdila, then she became an adult while still with her husband. So she's married. And another man tries to marry her. Rav feels that you do not need to get from the second person because she was an Aisha Sishda Raisa when she became older. So, therefore, the second person is trying to Makadish. It's like trying to Makadish and Aisha Sish. It doesn't take effect. But Shmuel says, no, you need to get from the second one. So, go to the next page. So my love, Deloy Ball, is it not referring to a case? That right, it says that basically once she, she started off marriage rabbinically, but then she got older. It's now a biblical marriage, and therefore, if the, some person tries to marry her, Rav feels you don't need to get from the second one. Is it not referring to a case where they did not have bia? Meaning, she she reached the age of twelve. She never lived with her husband still, but she's biblically married just by reaching the age of twelve. So you see that Rav feels that merely reaching the age of twelve is enough to make it. Uh, a Kedushan Deiraisa, even without Bia. But we said yesterday, you have to live together. But seemingly over here, even if they didn't live together, just automatically reaching the age of 12 makes it biblical. So says, Lord, the ball. No. Never says that they didn't live together. Maybe it's a case where they live together. Ah, oh, see, so here's the Kasha. If they live together, and that's why Rob feels that she's biblically married, you don't need to get from the second husband, from the second person. So why does Shmuel feel you do? And if they just reached the age of 12 and didn't live together, so you could argue the Machlech is Rav and Shmuel, is whether reaching the age is an automatic Kedushan or not. Fine. But you say no, they actually live together. So that means they live together. So it should be universally accepted that it's a marriage. So why does Shmuel feel that she's not fully married and that's why you need to get from the second one? Why? L'chaira, if they live together and had in mind for Kedushan, so what's the Shaila? The answer is Shmuel feels that when they're continuing living together, husband and wife, he doesn't have in mind Kedushin, because he just thinks that he's going to continue living the way he always lived with her. Meaning, Rav says that when a person lives with his wife, and he intends for them to be a husband and wife, that itself is enough to make Kedushin. Shmuel disagrees. He says, no, you have to have in mind to be Mekadashir. And why would he think that? He's been married to her for three years. And therefore, a person just has das of kedushin of the. He doesn't have das of kedushin. He has das to continue the relationship that they had. So therefore, the cases where they live together, and the machlekes Rav and Shmuel, is whether you need specific intention for that. That's the machlekes. I hapliki chadazim. The question is, why do they need to argue a second time? They already argued about this. The itmar is the brayse says kidshal tonight. Let's say he made kedushin with a stipulation. The Kinsastam, but you lived with her without a stipulation, which he had already reference to this earlier. Rav Rav feels that you need a get, meaning you made a stipulation by the Kedushan, then you lived together, and the stipulation was not met. The question is, 
is the Kedushan bottle. So Rav says, no, it's a marriage. Shmuel says, no, it's not a marriage. Because the Kedushan was not, uh, the stipulation was not met. The question is, Rav Rav says, you need to get even the because they lived together, he was Michael the Tanai. This is, the, I think, the, the Svar that we had. Ain Tanai bin Nisun. Shmuel says, No, it's not a marriage. Why? People have in mind when they live together to have in mind Al Das the Kedushin. And because the Kedushin was not met, we don't assume that the special, that, that, that you had, a, had in mind when you had Bia to have a special Kedushin. Meaning, Rav feels that when a person lives, he has in mind that it should be for a husband and wife, and that's enough. So he's Michael the Tanai. Shmuel says, no, you have to have in mind specifically that even though the Kedushin was questionable, I want to have the Bia to be a Numaisa Kedushin. And we don't assume that people have that in mind. Meaning, we assume that he did not intend to have a new, you know, Kedushin, un- unconditional Kedushin. He just has in mind to continue whatever. The original Kedushin was. If the original Kedushin was with the Tanai, then the Bia is also not stronger. So too over here, if the original Kedushin was for Dirabonon, marriage, we don't assume that this Bia is anything stronger than that. So you have the same Achleikas twice, seemingly, of whether people have a new mindset in mind by the Kedushin or, or the, by the Bia, or is the Bia just a continuation? So the Gemara says... Yeah, meaning Rav holds that if you made a Tanai by the Kedushin, by the Bia, you are assumed to be Mechila, because we assume that he has in mind that it should be a new Maisa Kedushin. Shmuel says, no, he just has in mind to continue what that was. If that was flawed, then this is flawed. That's Shmuel Shita. So you have the same Achleikas repeating itself. That Rav feels that a person will have a new Maisa Kedushin, so too by a Katana, if you marry a Katana, then when you get older, the B is a new Maisa Kedushin. Shmuel says, no, people just have in mind to continue what they've been doing. By the Tanai, it means that the Tanai still exists. By the Katana, it means that the, there's no new Maisa Kedushin, it's just a continuation. So why do you have to have the Machlech Aspar? So Tzricha, there's two different Gersars, so we go to Taisus, Gersa, Diet Marahi, Bahi Kamarav Mishum Dika Tanoi, Vikivan Dabal Achle Tanoi. Gemara says the two cases are not really comparable. Because if you just had the case of Rav in the case of stipulation, you'll say, maybe he had in mind, because he knew there was a stipulation, he wanted to rectify that, so he has in mind to, to fix it. But in this case, where the marriage is going fine, who says that he has anything new in mind? That's the two cases are not exactly... Um, uh, similar. In the case of the Tanai, th- you made a stipulation that would make the Kedushin not work. Therefore, you could argue why Rav argues if you live with her, that you have in mind to fix that because you know that you need to rectify it. But in the case of a child, a Katana, there's nothing wrong. So who says that he has in mind when they get older? That's why you need the Chiddush. Uh, they're not exactly comparable. That's why it repeats itself. Okay, but Rav Shita is that once you hit the age of 12, you're not automatically married. You have to have Bia for the sake of Kedushin. So the Gemara says, Is There was a certain incident in the city of Neresh. That you had a, a girl that, again, got married under Bat Mitzvah. And when she became an adult, she was sitting by the Chuppah, sitting by the Badekin, right? sitting by, with, you know, by the fancy chair. Seemingly, this is before they did the new, you know, before they lived together again, meaning she reached 12, so they wanted to do a new Maisa Kedushin. And this is seemingly before the Chuppah took place. 
And another man came and snatched her up. I don't know. I convinced her, ran away with like a like a. It was like a runaway bride. So Rav Bruna, Rav Chananel, Tamid the Rav have a Yosef lehitzrichu get me basra. They were sitting. The students of Rav, and obviously they were following the Rebbe Rav. He felt that you do not need to get from this man that she ran away with. Why? Because she was biblically married to the first husband. I. This took place before they did the chuppah. This is during the badekin. So you see that even before the chuppah, once you reach the age of 12, you're biblically married. Because if you're only rabbinically married until you live together, and they didn't live together, then why don't you need to get with the man she ran away with, right? She, she had, she he reached the age of 12, she didn't live with her husband yet, she's sitting by the badakin, and all of a sudden a guy convinces her she runs away with that guy. Um, it's a snatched her up, obviously, it means that he convinced her, and they ran away together. So Rav felt, you don't need to get from the second guy. Why? This is before Bia. It must be. Reaching the age of 12 is enough. So you see that you don't have to do a Maisa Bia. So Gemara says, no. Amrav Papa, Benerish Minsev Nesiva Hadar Mosiyabakrasayu. The seat that she was sitting on was not the Badekin, it was the Sheva Brachas chair. Meaning they had already lived together. And this is during Sheva Brachas. So because they already lived together, and this is the chair that was done to celebrate the wedding, so because they already lived together, they were Dafka, it was a Vadai marriage Jeraisa. That's the first answer. Ravashi Amar, second answer. Ravashi says, no, the truth was really it took place at the Badakin. And Rav really feels that you're not biblically married until you live together. So I, so if they're only rabbinically married, why do you not need to get from the second one? The answer is, this man, by taking a bride at the wedding, a runaway bride, is such a despicable thing to do. The Rabbanon, we're Afkin Rabbanon Every time you marry, you do it al-das, al-das Moshev Yisrael. The Rabbanon have the rights to annul marriages if they feel that it's necessary. This case, they felt it was necessary. So the truth is, really, it was only a rabbinic marriage, because you're only biblically married when you live together, and they didn't live together yet. But to snatch up a kala at the, at the chuppah, not just at the chuppah, that she had already been living with the, married to this man for years, to do that is so despicable, chazal, Afkin Rabbanon Kedushim so Gemara says, I'm the, that's why you don't need to get from the second one. It's not because it was a biblical marriage, it's just because that only makes sense if he was Mekadosh with Kesef, the second one. What if he had been Mekadosh with Bia? What would the Rabbana say? The Rabbana would have made it a Bilas Nus. The Halacha follows Rav Yezer. This is going back to the discussion of what to do with the two sisters. The halacha follows of the Ezer, that we try to get the katana to do mian. Chinam Rav Elazar halacha of the Ezer of Elazar the Amora also says the halacha follows of the Ezer the Tana. Okay, new Mishnah. Misha hayanasi l'shtei yisoyim is katanas. If a man is married to two, to two uh, katanas, so he has two marriages, both katanas, so they're both rabbinic marriages. Umeis, and they died. So, the halacha is, normally when two women fall for yibam, you only just do a maisa to one and a pat is the other. So to over here, although they're both rabbinically married, but they're in the same boat. So if you do chalitza or yibam to one, it covers the other. So too, if there were two deaf mutes. Deaf mutes is also a rabbinic marriage only. So if he has two wives that are deaf mute, they're both rabbinically married. Therefore, if you do yibam or chalitza to one, it covers the other. Now, a couple things the Gemara is going to point out, and this is going to be the topic of Ahmed Beis. It says that if you do Yibam or Chalitza to one, that means you could do Chalitza to a, to a Chareshes, to a mute. We had a recently, a couple daffim ago, that you're not able to do Chalitza to a Chareshes because she's not able to speak, and she has to say the Psukim. So over here it implies there is Chalitza, but because it says, Biyasa a Chalitzasa. 
BR chalitza covers one for katanas, and so too by a deaf mute. That implies that a deaf mute has chalitza, and we'll talk about that. Katana becharashes. So let's say instead of married to two katanas or two charashes, let's say you're married to a katana and a charashes. Both. So you have two rabbinic marriages, but they're different types of rabbinic marriages. It's very strange. The B of one does not cover the other. The chalitza of one does not cover the other. Because although they're both rabbinic, they're not the same. Rashi has, it's a very interesting svara, that although they're both rabbinic, they're not on the same equal level when it comes to like Zika, when it comes to their connection. And it's contingent on which one he prefers. Which wife does he really want to be called his wife? You see, when they're both katanas, we assume they're both the same. So he doesn't want either to be one to be superior. If they're both charesha, same thing. But if one's katana and charesha, one is the superior wife, whatever that means, and one's not. And because we don't know which one is and which one is not, therefore you can't do chalitza even to one and cover the other because maybe you do chalitza even to the inferior wife. So because we're not sure... You have to do a ma'isa to both. Now we're gonna have the gemara is gonna to try to figure out what do you do because you can't do yibum to both, and you can't really do chalitza to a charashas either because she's a charashas. So we're gonna to have to figure out exactly what to do. Okay. Pikachas v'charashas. Let's say you're married to an, a mem- mentally competent woman, which is a biblical marriage, and charashas, and which is a rabbinic marriage. So bias hapikachas peteris a charashas, and they both fall for yibum. So if you do yibum or chalitza to the pikachas to the biblical marriage, that obviously covers the rabbinic. The aim bias charashas peteris is pikachas. But if you marry, if you do yibum to the charashas, which is only rabbinic, that will not cover the biblical wife. Because rabbinic doesn't cover biblical, so to gedele katana, if you're married to an adult woman and a katana, so one's biblical, one's rabbinic, bias hagedele peteris a katana, a maisa to the bia to the a gedele, a yibum or chalitza to the gedele will cover the katana, being bias a katana peteris a gedele, but the opposite does not work. Okay, now the Mishnah said that if you have two wives that are katanas, doing bia yibum or chalitza for one covers the other, so too by deaf mute. Now, seemingly, what it means is a deaf mute. If you do yibum chalitza to one, it covers the other. The Gemara is a chareshes bas chalitza. He that implies that you could do chalitza to a chareshes to a woman who's deaf mute, even though she can't speak, say the psukim, it still works. But tanan, but the Mishnah we had this a week ago. But tanan, the Mishnah says chareshes and nechlatz v'chareshes shecholza. If you if the man is a deaf mute, or if the woman is a deaf mute, v'chaylezes minakaton. Or if the Yavam is a katan, Chalitza's a psula, it's not valid because she can't say the psukim. So how could you say that, how could the Mishnah imply that it says the Yimar Chalitza of one of the deaf mutes covers the other? There's no Chalitza by a deaf mute. So the Gemara says, Amrav Gilam Rav Abia. You're right. By a katana, you could do Yimar Chalitza. By a Chareshis, you'd have to just do Yibam. So when it says a Maisa of one covers the other, by a Chareshis, it doesn't mean Chalitza, it means Yibam. There, no there is no Chalitza option. But Rabbah disagrees, and the rest of the daf is going to be dealing with Rash, Rabbah's opinion. He says, The truth is, you could do chalitza to a chareshes. I, that's what the mission implies. I, we had a mission a week ago that said you're not able to. The answer is, It depends when she became a deaf mute. If she became a deaf mute while she was married, so she started the marriage as a healthy woman, so the marriage is biblical. Such a such a situation, because the marriage is biblical, the chalitza is not going to be valid. When is chalitza valid by a deaf mute? When she got married as a deaf mute. You see, because when you got married as a deaf mute, the whole marriage is only rabbinic. How do you know what she wants when you want to marry her? The answer is you're relying on gestures, nodding, you know, she's like, yeah, sign language. 
because the whole marriage is only rabbinic, and she got married using gestures, using, you know, bobbing her head and all these things of figuring out nonverbal gestures, so because the whole marriage is only rabbinic, and she was able to be married rabbinically by using nonverbal gestures, will allow chalitza from such a woman. So chalitza is only acceptable if she was a deaf mute from the beginning of the marriage. If she was a deaf mute when she got married, then she could do chalitza. Why? She's ending, ending the marriage. She's leaving the marriage how she entered it. She entered it by using gestures, so she's ending it by using gestures, even though she's not saying, but a woman who is mentally competent at the time of the marriage, so she has a biblical marriage, and then she became deaf, she cannot do chalitza. That's Rabbah's opinion, and that's what we're going to be dealing with for the next, basically the, almost the rest of the daf, is that Rabbah's opinion is that whether a woman could do chalitza, it depends. If she was a chareshes meikara, she could, if she was pikachas v'achikach nischarsha, she cannot. So now we're going to have a couple of rayas where the brises imply that a woman can, who is a deaf mute cannot do chalitza. I is this not referring to a case where she was a deaf mute from the beginning? And that's not like Rabbi. The answer is no. It's talking about a case where she's a pikachas v'achikach nischarsha. It's the same kasha, same teretz over the next uh, half an amud. Rabbi, you're telling me that a deaf mute can do chalitza if she was always deaf mute. Is that true? What's not? The Mishnah says in a couple dafim, Shnei Achim, if you have two brothers, one's healthy and one's a deaf mute. And they're married to two unrelated women. The healthy, one, healthy man married to a healthy woman, deaf mute man married to deaf mute woman. The deaf mute man died, so you have this deaf mute woman falling to Yibam. So here's the problem. You can't do chalitza. Kainis, he could just marry her. He cannot do chalitza, so he has to do yibum. He wants to divorce her, he could divorce her. Fine. So by the way, boom, pause right there. That's the kasha. The kasha is, you see that a deaf mute woman cannot do chalitza because it doesn't give an option for chalitza. Oh, is this not referring to a case where she's deaf mute from the beginning and you see that she can't do chalitza under any circumstance? Not like Rabbi, the answer is no. It's talking about a case where she was healthy when she got married and then she then she became deaf and that's why she can't do chalitza, which is, okay, that's the Gemara's answer, but we'll get to that. Let's say the healthy man died. So now his wife, who's a biblical wife, is falling to this deaf mute man. The halacha is mayas acheres bal chareshes kainus. He has to. He can't do chalitza because he uh, deaf mute man cannot do chalitza. He could do yibum because you don't need das for yibum. But veina might tell him he can't give her a get because a deaf mute man cannot give a get. So he has to marry her and she can never leave him. He can never. Uh, she can never leave him. My love, you see over here that this brisa says that a woman who's a deaf mute cannot do chalitza. And what were, are we not referring to? My love, the chareshes meikar. We're not referring to a woman who was deaf mute from the beginning. And the Katani Kainis in, go to the next page. It does not give an option for Chalitza. You see that a woman who's a deaf mute cannot do Chalitza. Oh, and is not referring to a case where she was uh, uh, deaf mute from the beginning. Not like Rabbah, the answer is No, really, if she's deaf mute from the beginning, she could. This Bryce is talking about a case where she was healthy when she got married, so it was a biblical marriage, then she became a deaf mute. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, Tashima, let's follow. That's the first case of the Mishnah. Abai is going to ask, I'll, I'll tell you the flow of the Gemara. The Mishnah has three cases. We've already asked from case one, we gave an answer that we're talking about a case where she was healthy and then became deaf. Case two, same kasha, same teretz. 
Not talking about where she's deaf mute from the beginning, it's talking about where she was healthy and then became a deaf mute. The kasha is, the third case in the Mishnah, which is not related to our discussion, is clear that it's talking about deaf mute from the beginning. So we assume if the third case in the Mishnah is dealing with the deaf mute from the beginning, so to the first two cases, in which case, it's clear retroactively that the first two cases, which is talking about deaf mute from the beginning, and she cannot do chalitza, it's not like Rabbah. So the first two cases are going to be kashas terutzim. The third one, which is not really related, but if we're going to prove that it's talking about deaf from the beginning, so if the third case is deaf from the beginning, so to the first two cases. And you see, not like Rabbah. Tashima, let's go to the second case of the Mishnah. Shnei achem pikichin. You have two healthy men. They marry two women not related to each other. One's healthy and one's a deaf mute. So one marriage is deraisa, so one marriage is derabana. If the man who's married to deaf mute dies, so the deaf mute is falling to 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 the brother for yibum. That's kindness. He has to do yibum, right? Can't do chalitza. Oh, you see, can't do chalitza. Is this not referring to a case where she's uh, deaf mute from the beginning? Not like Rabbi. No, she's talking about bikachas. He can marry her, and then he can divorce her if he wants. Let's say the healthy man dies, so his wife, who's a healthy woman, is falling to the brother who's married to deaf-mute. So, so the brother's healthy. He's married to deaf-mute, so... Okay, fine. He could either do you or Chalitza. He's healthy and she's healthy. There's no problem. But what do you see? You see that a, a deaf-mute woman... Chalitza was never on the table. My love, If the man is healthy from the beginning, are we not referring to a case where the woman is a deaf mute from the beginning? And you see that Chalitza is not an option. So you see that even if a woman's deaf mute from the beginning, there's no option of Chalitza. Not like Rabbi. The answer is mid area. How can they suck? They said, no, same answer we had before. The first two cases of the Mishnah are talking about cases where the women are uh, healthy and then became deaf mutes. That's why they came to Chalitza. Now here's the problem. The third case in the Mishnah, which is not really related to our discussion, but the third case we're going to prove is talking about a case where she's deaf me from the beginning. So we assume if the third case is deaf me from the beginning, so to the first two cases are deaf me from the beginning, in which case, we have now a back to the Kashan Rabba. Let's go to the third case in the Mishnah. Shnei Achin, you have two brothers. One's healthy, one's deaf mute. Married to two sisters. So one, two brothers married to two sisters. The healthy one married to a healthy woman. Deaf mute married to the deaf mute. So the deaf mute dies. So his wife who's deaf mute falls for Yimar Chalitza. What does the brother do? So here's the problem. He can't do either thing because she's the sister. So it's Achai Sishtai, right? The two women are sisters. So the, the deaf mute is wa- falling to the brother. The brother's married to her sister. So, uh, you don't have to do anything. No Yib Mor Chalitza because, uh, because it's his wife's sister. What about the opposite? This is similar to the mission we had a couple days ago. That if you have, if the healthy man dies, so his healthy wife is falling now for Yib Marchalitza, but the problem is like this, he's married to that wife's sister who's deaf-mute, so he has a rabbinic marriage to the, his wife, but he has Zika to his wife's sister, right, he has Zika tells you to do Yib Marchalitza, because she's a healthy woman, but you got, but he's rabbinically married to the sister, which is uh, deaf-mute, so what do you do, you can't do, he divorces his wife, and his brother's wife is forbidden forever. Meaning, here's the problem. He can't do Yibam on the brother's wife. He can't stay with his wife because the Zika to the to the Yivama, which is his wife's sister, 
ruined his marriage. So he's got to divorce his wife. By the way, we're going to point out how could he divorce his wife? He's a deaf mute. We'll get to that in a second. He divorces his wife. But now you have this woman who's falling to him for Yibam. Now he can't do Yibam because he was married to her sister. So that, that ruined that. He can't do Chalitza because he's a deaf mute. So she's just us forever. She's us until he dies. He can't perform Yibam because the marriage to the sister is rabbinically recognized. So he can't marry two sisters. Now, now what's the case? Now this case is not really related, but we're talking about a case of deaf mutes. Now what's the case? Is is this a case where he was healthy and then became a deaf mute, or deaf mute from the beginning? It says that he gives his wife a get. The halacha is that a man can only give his wife a get if he was always deaf when they were married. But if he was healthy when they got married and then became deaf mute, he can't give his wife a get. So the fact that he's able to give his wife a get means that it's talking about a case where he's deaf mute from the beginning. If a woman became a deaf mute after she got married, you can divorce her. If she became uh, mentally ill, you can't divorce her. That's rabbinically. We don't want you to divorce mentally unstable women because they need someone to take care of them. But we can't, because you can't divorce her, you just take a second wife. Even nowadays, there's Heter which is not for now. So the the nishtat if the man became a deaf mute after he after he was healthy in the middle of the marriage or he became insane he can't divorce her you can only divorce if you were cherish from the beginning it must be talking about a case where he was cherish um, uh, from the beginning and that's why he can divorce her because the whole marriage is only rabbinic so he's able to divorce her rabbinically that means that the wife in this case is also talking about. Deaf mute from the beginning. So you see, the third case is talking about deaf mute. Oh, midachayis chayish meikar, nachis nami chayish meikar. Tanagavim nachris kainis in chaylutz loy. Now, if the third case of the Mishnah is talking about where she's deaf mute from the beginning, that means the first two cases as well. So now go back. The first two cases tell us where there's no option of chalitza, and now you're telling me that the first two. So we originally said the first two cases of the Mishnah are talking about where she was healthy and then she became. Uh, deaf mute. But now we're saying no, the third case is deaf mute, so that means the first two cases are also deaf mute. If everything, deaf mute from the beginning. If they're deaf mute from the beginning, why is there no chalitza option? It must be not like Rabbah, that a woman who's uh, who's uh, who's uh, deaf mute from the beginning cannot do chalitza. Ishtik, Rabbah was quiet. Again, the kasha is based on the fact that if the third case is deaf mute from the beginning, it must be the first two cases as well. So the Gemara says, if he answered the obvious answer, my time at what's the kasha? I can answer very simple. You have three cases in the Mishnah. So we originally had kashas in the first two. We said, oh, is it not referring to a case where they're deaf mute from the beginning? No, no, no. Healthy and then deaf mute. But the last case is deaf mute from the beginning. Must be the first two also. Who said? Maybe the third case is where they're deaf mute from the beginning. The first two not. That's not a kasha. Rather, the kasha from Rabbah is from the following case in the Mishnah. You should ask him from the following part of the Mishnah. And the following part of the Mishnah is a straight up kasha on Rabbah. Again, Rabbah feels that if a woman's deaf mute from the beginning, she can do chalitza. The problem is, it says in the last part of the Mishnah, You have two deaf mute brothers that are married to two healthy sisters. So it's rabbinic marriages. Or they're married, two deaf mute men are married to two deaf mute women. Or they're married to two sisters, one's mentally well and one's deaf mute. Or similarly, if two sisters that are deaf mutes, married to two healthy men, or two deaf mute brothers, or In all of these scenarios, if one of the brothers dies, 
They, the widows do not do Yibam or Chalitza. Now, yeah, because it's a Chosisha. Vim Hayunachrius, but if they're not related, Yechnoisu. Now, let's say these two deaf mute women are not related, so they're, they're exempt because they're sisters, but if they're not related, Yechnoisu, you do Yibam. Chalitza is not an option. You can divorce you divorce you want, but Chalitza is not an option. Oh, what is it not referring to? Oh, what's the case? It says Chalitza is not an option. Hey, chidami. If we're talking about a case where they were healthy and then became deaf mute, it's me You can't do. Uh, you can't give a get. Right? One of the options it says that you, they want to divorce. They could divorce. That cannot be talking about a case where they were healthy and then became deaf mute. But it must be the men are always deaf mutes. And if you assume the men are deaf mutes from the beginning, so to the women in this Mishnah are deaf mutes from the beginning. And it does not give Chalitza's an option to Yufta, to Rabba, to Yufta. This rejects Rabba's assumption that a woman who's healthy, who's a deaf mute from the beginning, can do Chalitza. It's not true. Women cannot do Chalitza at all if they're deaf mutes, regardless of when they became deaf mutes. Okay, just to finish up the daf, we said in the Mishnah that if he's married to a katana and a deaf mute, so they're both rabbinic, a chalitza or yibam of one will not cover the other because we don't know who his superior desired wife is. So the Gemara says, Nachman, He said, I found Rav Barava and his son-in-law, Rav Chana, they were sitting learning Torah, with students in the marketplace of Pumbadisa, Vamri and I said, Haditanan, that the Mishnah says that if you have a wife, Kitana Chareshes, the wife is a Kitana and a deaf mute, ain't be Achas men Pater Sarasa. The Yibam, the Bia of one does not cover the other because we don't know who's the preferred wife, meaning we don't know if he wants to have his superior wife be the Kitana or the or the Chareshes. Says the Gemara, Hani Mili That's only true if the deceased was a healthy man. So he had a daughter, he had a wife who's a katana, and he had a wife who's a haresh. We don't know who's the desired. But let's say he himself was deaf mute. It makes sense that his desired wife was a deaf mute like himself. The Gemara says we're not sure. Iba katana nichale, Right? We don't know if he's healthy. We don't know who his desired wife is, preferred wife is. Is it a katana or is a haresh? Why? Iba katana nichale dice the claudea. He might prefer the katana, even though right now she's younger and it's not as relatable, they're not as comfortable with each other, but she's eventually going to be older and become healthy. Or, or perhaps he prefers the chareshes because she's older and more mature. Even if she's not physically healthy, but there's more maturity. But, that's why we're not sure, but if the brother was a deaf mute himself, it makes sense that his preferred wife is a deaf mute. It makes sense that his wife, who's a deaf mute, which is basmino, they're in the same category, that would make sense. But I say, but he says, I disagree, I think that even if he himself was a deaf mute, we don't know who his preferred wife is. Now, we'll end with this. What do you do with these two women? You have a deaf mute and a katana. The question is, what do you do? Because if you say, okay, let's say you want to do yibum, right? One will not cover the other. So if you do yibum to the katana, the problem is, you'll have to do chalitza to the, you can't do chalitza to the chareshes. So that's not an option. So you say, okay, let me do yibum to the chareshes and chalitza to the katana. The problem is, once you do chalitza to the katana, then the chareshes, because they're, uh, the chareshes is, will now not be allowed to, you won't be able to stay married with the chareshes because she's the, she's the achos um, chalitzaso. Second, right, you can't do yibum to both. 
That's Pasha. They can't do Chalitza to both because the deaf mute is not capable of doing Chalitza. Fine. Now, if you do Yibum with the deaf mute and then Chalitza with the Katana, once she becomes an adult, the deaf mute then will become Aser because it's, it's Achos, it's because. Um, Yeah, there's oh, it's it's it's, it's based cholotzanal. That once you did chalitza to one, you can't live with the tzara. So basically, you're kind of stuck about what to do. So the gemara says, "Amar of Chizamarav, kainis acharashas." You kainis the charashas. You do yibam with the deaf mute. Umaytzia beget, then you divorce her. The katana tamte not shetagdu v'tachlitz, and the katana wait till she gets older and do chalitza. I will right, we'll stop here and we'll pick it up tomorrow, Hashem.